Today on The Pastors, with so many uncertainties and unexpected events seemingly forced on virtually everybody on the earth, people are now turning to prayer more than ever. Still, they're struggling to pray effectively because they don't know if their prayers will work. And so many people have questions about this supernatural action of talking to God like, what is prayer? Is the special notion of communicating with God effective enough to solve the problems we're all facing? Why do we even have to pray since God already knows what we face? What if we don't know what to say or say the wrong words? What proof do we have that God is even listening to us anyway? Is believing that God exists all we need to do to get answers to prayer? Why do I feel like I'm just talking or crying out to thin air while praying? These questions and more will be answered on this episode of The Pastors. Welcome to the pastors. Thank you so very much for joining us today. Today's topic is why pray when nothing changes anyway. You know, prayer is not a speech to God. Prayer is a conversation with God. So understanding who God is and why his personality is so like it is, just like we do with everybody else will help us understand how he operates, especially as it pertains to his relationship with us as individuals. So can we as mere mortals understand the God Almighty? Yes, we can. He even told us to boast in the fact that we do understand and know him. In the Bible, in Jeremiah, Chapter 9, verses 23 and 24, it is written, Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise and skillful person glory and boast in his wisdom and skill. Let not the mighty and powerful person glory and boast in his strength and power. And let not the person who is rich in physical gratification and earthly wealth glory and boast in his temporal satisfaction and earthly riches. But the next verse says this, but let him who glories glory in this, that he understand and knows me personally and practically directly discerning and recognizing my character that I am the Lord Mm. who practices loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, said the Lord. So he told us we can understand him. Yes, you can understand God and knowing God helps us to pray a particular way. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, I want to open it up to the pastors to just simply ask, why Mm. do we pray? Why do we pray? And I want each person to answer. 
Start with you, Pastor Brian. Why do oh, we pray? Wow. There's, God is all about being intimate. And yes. there is a relationship that is developed and the communication keeps the relationship alive. Wow. And so to me, the reason I pray is because one, he is my absolute best friend. And mm. so I know he hears me. The scripture says that he hears my heart, he hears my prayers. He knows what I'm in need of before I even ask. Right. But yet he says that we have not because we ask not. So in my praying, I'm asking God or having a conversation to build a relationship and one, let God know kind of where I am also. Great. Pastor Nikki. Uh, great, wow. great. Yeah. I think for me, uh, it goes back to some foundational principles, you know, uh, in understanding prayer. Because obviously when we use the word prayer, we're also thinking of all the things that we prayed for something right. and why didn't it happen. Or more, we blame God that, you know, oh, if yeah. God already knew, then if God knows, then why is he not doing something? Right, right, right. You know? mm -hmm. And so the basic illustration I can think of is this, uh, for example, say uh, Brian owns a house, you know, and he's the owner of that house and, and I want to rent that house for myself, you know. And so me and Brian, we sign a contract, you know, although he's now the owner of the house, I am now the person who's renting it from him. Now officially I become the tenant in that house. Yeah. It's my house, I live in that house. I, you know, now although he's the owner, doesn't mean that he can come in anytime. Doesn't mean that it's, well, it's my house, two o'clock at night, he's gonna open the door, walk in through. He's not going to. Why? Yes, he owns the house, but I am the one renting. I'm the one that signed the contract. In the same way, I think God made us and put us on this planet Earth, you know. And so for us, the Earth belongs to the Lord. He's the right, owner. Right. But we are, in a sense, you know, signing the contract to be here on this Earth, to recite, to dominate this Earth, you know, to have dominion. And so what prayer does is prayer invites God, His heart, His purposes, His plans into our oh, world. That's good. You know, and so people <clears throat> say, well, if God already knows something, why doesn't this God do it? Well, He can't. Yes, He's mm. the owner. Wow. But wow. prayer is an invitation for Him, His will, His heart to come into my life. And so it's not so much about me praying some things like, God do this, God do that, God do that. But it's more me understanding, hey, when I pray, I'm inviting His heart, His plan, His ways into my life. I know He's the owner, but listen, I'm the one who signed the contract in a sense to live. And so that's why I think prayer is such a vital thing. Why? Because it helps us invite God into the picture of everything in life. <laughs> wow. You know? Beautiful. Yeah. Ask the Glover, why Beautiful. do we pray? Uh, so to connect to what my two pastoral friends said, um, because communication strengthens a connection. Right. Communication says that I value your input, I value our relationship, and in that specific, unique uh, communication with the Father, for me personally, Pastor, the reason why I pray because I don't want to be misaligned. I pray to God for my life to align with his idea for this life that he created, that he empowered, that he ordained, um, that, that, that he is in charge of in a sense. So give me an example. Give me an example of something that you prayed to God 
because you want to be aligned with him. Yeah, like even so, even uh, even in the way I, I get well, the, the word says one, let the words of my mouth, right, let the meditations of my heart be acceptable in, in, in his sight. So I understand that in all the ways that I'm gifted, and I'm and I'm not talking about the uh, the the more visible and, and demonstrative, more celebrated things, but you know, like I, I, I do art or I rap, you know, and uh, or I, I build and, and I do remodeling in that. But even with my speech, you know, I don't want to say things in a grocery store that do not represent the kingdom of God. Especially a grocery store. I don't right. want exactly. <laughs> when, when, when I'm in traffic, you know, this is one of the greatest oh demonstrations. Boy. When I'm in traffic, I don't want to misrepresent the kingdom. You know, everybody that's in traffic <laughs> Everybody else is traffic. <laughs> right. You're just going where you're going. <laughs> and their traffic, I'm, you're not traffic, you know. The person in traffic forgets that he's traffic and, and, and then, then the whole affair becomes about me and how everyone else is in my way. And so, you know, with, those, with that kind of blinding on, you kind of, uh, the, the way of the Father is to consider others in that. So, so even as I'm in that. traffic, wow. Yeah, you can be in traffic and just, and just lose sight of the fact that you are also traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Why are these guys in the way? You're contributing to the way. What's wrong with everybody else on the bus? So to, to have a mindfulness of, of, of my sonship, even right. as I'm, as I'm in traffic. You know, so um, again, that, that misalignment, because those being misaligned in traffic, you've seen the kind of devastation. We're talking, we're talking about coming up 26 um, yeah. today. I-26. I-26 in, in South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, there was just some person, I think, that experienced perhaps a misalignment, got involved in road rage. You know, when, yeah. if, if, I'm, if I'm observing and acknowledging him in all my ways, then the likelihood that I, that I do something that causes damage to myself or others, you know, is, is, is diminished or completely, you know, dissolved. Wow. So, so alignment, uh, alignment is, is important for me. I trust the Father more than I trust myself, uh. simply said. Now, let me ask this, because when we talk about God and we talk about talking to God, yes, a lot of times when we pray, we're requesting something. Yeah. So is God a genie? That's that's <laughs> that's the question. Is God a genie? And if so, does God grant wishes? Mm, wow. Well, <laughs> the scripture says, delight yourself in him and he will give you the desires of your heart. So is he a genie? Absolutely not. Right. But it's something that the Father honors in the relationship that whenever I submit myself to him, submit my ways, again, like Pastor Glover was saying, I open my life and willingly surrender my life to his. When I ask, the Bible says it's the Father's good pleasure to give gifts to right. his children. Mm. And so if that is genuinely the heart of the Father, He doesn't mind me coming to Him. There was never a moment that I went to my Father that first of all, I had already established in my heart, He could meet my need, whatever that was. Right. So I wasn't scared to go to my Father. I, there were some times I knew that when I asked, I wasn't gonna get it. Uh, but Why yet, is that? Well, because, because I was, I was gonna ask, but, but you just hit that, why is it like you said, it's his goodwill. He wants mm -hmm. to give to us. So why is it that we don't get everything we ask for? Well, I think God is more concerned about his will than our pleasure. 
Um, wow. I, th- I, think that, I think that His will as it's established Great. in the earth. The one thing that God has called us all to do is walk in accordance to His precepts, according to His steps, the steps of the righteous, steps of the, the good man, the scripture says, is ordered right. of the Lord. Right. Right. So if He's ordered the steps, then there's an expectancy mm. of what mm. my life mm. is going to produce out of that. Now, I'm thankful that God also has, kind of like our GPS is a redirect or a rerouting whenever I make a dumb turn right, right, right. or you know do something wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, when we go to the Father for that particular time, you know, Lord, I need this, this is something I need. I think that there's an honor of the Father to give mm-hmm. that Definitely. to us. But yet it's, mm-hmm. it's a reciprocating um, relationship that God is honoring me as I honor Him. Um, And so I think it's an importance to keep things in perspective that James said that whenever we pray and we don't get it, we ask amiss. And there's a lot of times that Mm. whenever I pray, I pray one with the wrong motive. For those who don't know, you mean the book of James. Yeah, the the book of James. I'm sorry, the book of James. You know, James said just the other (laughs) day. My buddy James told me. (laughs) The book of James says that when we pray, we ask amiss. And simply our attitudes in what we're doing, the selfishness, the arrogance, whatever that may be, um, if, if it's not in accordance to his will, right. he isn't obligated. It's a blessing. Yeah. Well, Pastor Nikki, is God a genie? Does he grant wishes? <laughs> uh, I think uh, um, it's interesting when we started, uh, we started with Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24, you know, and the, the, the core line to that verse is that you boast in the fact that you know me and that you understand me. Right. That's right. right? That's the, the, the core lies, that you know me, you know. I think everything in the Bible, and literally from Genesis to Revelation, all the promises that we have, is based upon what I call the two foundation stones for everything. And that is number one, that you must have a proper biblical healthy image of who God is. Right. Mm. Mm. You know? mm-hmm. uh, if you don't have a proper biblical healthy image of who God is, it's going to affect your prayer. Right. right. It's going to affect how you pray. You're going to start making up things about God that probably don't even exist in the Bible. Uh, all our wishes, all our things, you know. Um, sometimes we, somebody says, well, does God grant you a wish? We want to say no. <laughs> Why? Because we don't know what your thought about God is. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh, and we want to say yes if you have a proper biblical healthy image of God. Wow. You know. Uh, and so I think for everything, whether it's healing, money, uh, of a relationship, whatever it is, we must have a proper biblical healthy image of who God is as the Bible portrays him to be. Not my experience, right. not my church denomination, not somebody who's famous talk about God. No. What does the Bible say that Jesus came to reveal? Uh, and the second thing that is very important is to know, uh, well, the second side of the coin would be... Um, getting a proper biblical healthy image of who you are Mm -hmm. so great so great that when we approach god you know when you say genie then why are we looking at a genie so obviously we don't have a proper biblical healthy image of who we are right right you know that's why we're thinking genie or anything else (laughs) you know and so we must go to the scripture and find out our own identity in approaching god if these two sing together, 
then prayer becomes easy. Yeah. Right. Why? Because you have a proper right. biblical healthy man, image of who man, God is. Man, man, you have man. a proper biblical healthy image of who you are. Mm. Then all the things that the Bible says, it kind of lines up. You know, so if you know what is right, you don't have to go figure out finding out what's wrong. Right. right. Perfect. You know? And so perfect. those things I think perfect. are important. Perfect. That is so perfect because as the scripture says that we are children mm. and we know our parents. Mm. I remember growing up, I could go ask my parent something and I already know what the answer is going to be because I know and I understand. Right, right. Listen, we're going to break. When we get back, we're going to talk about praying the Word of God, mm. praying mm. scriptures. We'll be back in a moment. You're about to experience the first ever interactive commercial. Here's how it works. Start by taking out your phone and opening up the camera. Got it? Now aim your camera at the flow code on the screen. You might need to zoom in a little. Once you see the banner pop up, make sure to click it instantly to download the app that everyone is talking about. Pray.com is the number one app for daily prayer and bedtime Bible stories. Download the Pray.com app right now and grow your faith through prayer and biblical audio. You can hear the Bible come to life and listen to inspirational prayers every morning. Download Pray.com, the number one app for daily prayer and bedtime Bible stories. Remember, scan the flow code right now to download the number one app for daily prayer and bedtime Bible stories. This will allow you to instantly download the Pray.com app for free. Download Pray.com, the number one app for sleep and prayer. That's P-R-A-Y.com. Welcome back to the pastors. We're talking about praying. Why pray when nothing is going to change anyway? Nothing changes anyway. And I want to bring in something that I believe has been a staple in the church, and that's praying the Word of God, praying scriptures. Now, the Word of God says in John 4, in the Bible, John chapter 1, rather, verse 14, and the Word, Christ, became flesh, human, incarnate, and tabernacled, which means he fixed his tent of flesh and he lived a while among us. And we actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty, such glory as only a begotten son receives from his father, full of grace, favor, loving kindness, and truth. So, how does this scripture relate to praying the Word of God? Praying certain scriptures or praying according to certain scriptures in the Bible. Pastor Glover, I want you to start with that. Absolutely. So that's so beautiful. You know, the Lord is uh, looking for His Word to perform His Word. You know, we, we, when, when we, I think it's... Describe, what, explain what that means. God is looking true, for true. His Word to perform His Word. Absolutely. For someone who... But so, so, so the Father cannot go against Himself. Right. Um, as Pastor Brian alluded to, praying amiss, a lot of times we, and you preached one time, you said that God does not have everything. Um, right. And the way you unfolded that, and I thought it was brilliant, was that if we pray and... Say I saw God do a certain thing in your life and, I, and, I, and I'm impressed by it. I'm covetous of it. I say, Father, I want exactly what you did for Shane for me. <laughs> and I go and I wait 
And I go and I wait and I'm looking for it and I'm like, man, father, you know, I asked you like three years ago, you know, I, I want the Shane Wall type, type thing. I, I want his, I want his thing. And the father said, I, like, I don't have that for you. Right. That's not what I have for you. You know, um, also Jeremiah, you know, for I know the plans that I have for you. Right. <laughs> you know, plans to, to prosper you uh, and to give you hope in the future, you know, not to harm you. And so, you know, we have to go back into, you know, what God has for me is for me. Seek the Father for what that is. Um, contentment with godliness is great gain. Yeah, Be right. content with, uh, with what, what is yours. And uh, again, pray back to the Father according to what he said and look for his word. Present the word of God to God, <laughs> you know, and and. And again, you find yourself um, not, not, not praying covetous prayers, but praying prayers that are more aligned with God's destiny. Mm. For you, give, give me this day my daily bread. You know, Jesus gave us the framework, and uh, I think it's important to observe that, you know, and, and, not, uh, and not have a disappointment because I didn't get yes, sir. your right. lot. Right. I didn't get your lot, I didn't get your lot. Wow. You know. Perfect. Right. Now, Pastor Nikki, two questions. And I also want you to say why these questions are important for each of us to answer. Question number one, what helps you most in your personal prayer life? And of course, prayer life is somebody's, every individual's private practice of prayer. We term that our prayer life. So what helps you most in your own personal prayer life? And the second question, what about prayer do you wish you would have discovered earlier? Mm. And then again, why are those questions important for all of us? Yeah. I think uh, all of us, first of all, struggle with prayer. You know, we know the principles of prayer, but it's just giving kind of like the time and the attention to actually right. make it a lifestyle because we know that we don't want to be religious we don't want to be like hey i pray every day you, you know one hour or whatever but we want it to be a lifestyle you know and so we all struggle whether you've been walking with god since last week or whether you've been walking with god for 40 years uh, you know as soon as you talk about prayer we kind of like oh, i don't want to hear somebody <laughs> else's prayer life because they probably <clears throat> pray more and and, and and things like that you know uh, so for me uh, there are a couple of things you know um, so, uh, let me just kind of uh, uh, lay it out for you so that we get a proper um, understanding for it. You know, in the scriptures, what we find in the book of Luke, in the New Testament, we find chapter number 11 and chapter number 18. These are the, what we call the prayer chapters of the Bible. Mm. You know, in these two chapters, prayer is outlined. Uh, it begins in Luke 11 by Jesus teaching the disciples prayer. It's not no, it's known as the Lord's prayer, but it's not the Lord's prayer. It's the disciples' prayer. Right. Mm -hmm. And it begins with our Father. Right. Right. Uh, then a little bit later, from verse six onwards, we find another aspect of prayer we call intercession. You know, and it gives a little bit story. It gives a parable. It says, "Listen, if a friend, you know, came to visit you at night, and you know you are sleeping and things like that, and, and the whole outline is he needs bread, and, and you go to another friend's house, knock on his door, and again, what we find is is a, a illustration used that of a friend. You know, 
Then you go to Luke chapter number 18 and another part of prayer is introduced which is uh, this woman you know she has a case she goes and visits this judge you know this judge doesn't want to <laughs> hear her and, and basically she just pesters him you know and the bible goes something like this that if this un, you know unjust judge can right. give her an right. answer you know. so what we find in these three stories of prayer are three different roles that god has in prayer in our life Mm. You know, we talked about having a proper healthy image of God, having a proper healthy image of who you are, right. you know. And so prayer, number one, is, is if, if I, somebody had told me years ago that, hey, first get to know God. And so what we find as Jesus introduces prayer, you find God introduced as a father. What is the purpose with us? Communion. Yeah, yeah. Communion. You know. Number two, God introduced as a friend. What do we find? Counsel. It's called intercession. It's Abraham, a friend of God. God and Abraham were making decisions based on what's going to happen in a particular city in Genesis yes. chapter number yes. eighteen. Yeah. yeah, right. It's the counsel of God. Number three, we find God as a judge. All right. Here we enter what we call the courtroom of God. Okay. So you got communion, you got counsel, and you got a courtroom, you know. And our responsibility we know. Like here is communion. Right. Father, our responsibility, <clears throat> a son. So we talk to God and say, as a father and a son or a daughter, you know, is communion. Number two, we talk to God as a friend. Here is intercession. Together, what can we partner to do something on earth? To do something in somebody's life, to do something in, in, in business or whatever it is. Roles change. I see him as a friend, he sees me as a friend. We, we invite the counsel of God. Then a judge, you know, one of the names of God, the Bible says, is Elohi Mishpat, which means that God is a God of justice. Mm -hmm. For example, if, if, if somebody robbed you and you found out that this person robbed you, you would take him to, <laughs> into the judge and say, hey, this guy robbed me. And so our role becomes that, like that. Hey, this is being done wrong in my life. Yeah. This has been done wrong in my finances, in my family. You take it and you present your case before the Lord. I think it's Isaiah 43 it says, you know, come before the Lord, get acquainted to him yeah. and present your case before awesome. the Lord. Awesome. Here God is a judge. He here, your role is to present your case, you know, and and so there are three different roles: God plays and we play, you know. Before nobody told me because before we say, well, just get up and as long as you make one hour every day, you should be like a spiritual superman, you know. Mm. Just go in and just you know pray in tongues or or just take the scripture and say, it, you know, as long as you do one hour, you must be a great man of God. Right. And so I, you know, so I was just trying to get in my time. <laughs> Mm. You know, but I didn't understand God's role. I didn't understand my role. Oh, yeah. in, in yeah. And so, so what helped me the biggest is to finding out what is God's role and what is my role That's in, in it. You know, uh, and let me just add, add to it since I'm thinking away what, what, what the first question, uh, question that was asked to uh, Glover is I, when I found that out, I, I changed my praying the scriptures differently. 
So what I did is, is you know, there are a lot of prayers in the Bible that are recorded. We, we call the Apostle Paul's prayer. Ephesians chapter number 1, uh, you know, verses 14 onwards, you know, we find his prayers. You know, God, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You know, help me to understand uh, the inheritance there, the power and things like that. Colossians chapter number 1, verse 9 through 16. Uh, uh, Romans chapter number 16, you know. Uh, these are the prayers of Paul. We, Psalm 20, prayers of David. Um, uh, Genesis 32, prayers of Jacob. And so I began to learn that, okay, hey, when I'm communing with God, I go to those scriptures. Mm. And I'm praying those scriptures out to God, taking their names and putting my name in. It's communion. Wow. <laughs> you know? wow. Then I'm taking other scriptures and I'm, I'm, I'm using that as intercession and praying that over the city, over the church, over businesses, over families that are there. Then I'm taking other portion of scripture and I'm using it as a court case, you know, presenting, presenting right. evidence. And I say, God, hey, look at this lady in the Bible. She didn't have anything, just a little pot of you know, flour, and she was going to just eat that with her son and die. And this is what you did when she gave. Wow. Hey, yes. if you did it for that, Man. you can do it for That's so good. me. <laughs> Excellent. You know? Excellent. And, and so it's presenting those things, you know. Uh, so I wish I knew that. And the reason that is important is that because then prayer becomes uh, a pleasure because you know what you're doing you know what you're supposed to be doing with God and so all the other questions that we have regarding why prayer doesn't work why it comes back to understanding your role and God's role in the matter role, your role you know you mic drop role. moment you know you can you can tell when you give a pastor <clears throat> a what? microphone what <laughs> what Real. Oh man, that pastor is passionate <coughs> yeah. about a particular and subject formed, matter. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <sighs> so now, Pastor Brian, explain this. I've got to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> explain this statement. We don't have to beg in prayer because we are sons and daughters. Oh, of God. absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. So many times when we go before the Lord, we go before the Lord as paupers, as beggars, um, that we have to attain this position of bowing before. The thing that we forget is we're his kids. Mm. I never had to go to my father and beg. I went to my father because I represent him. Right. You know, it, the, the most amazing thing is mm. as I'm getting older, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, you look just like your dad. Wow. Because I represent, I am a reflection of him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. to go before my father and feel like I need to beg means number one, like Pastor Nikki was saying, I don't know my position. <laughs> I don't really understand who I am. And it's not because I need to be or I am all this according to my flesh, according to who I am on the earth. It's because Ephesians tells us that we are chosen in him mm. before the foundation mm. of the world. Mm. He chose me. He is the one mm. that said that he has appointed me to be blameless before him in love and also found in the book of oh, Ephesians. Oh my goodness. So whenever I begin to, again, I, I piggyback on what Pastor Nikki was saying. Whenever I begin to understand my life and who I really am, not who this body is on the earth, I am an ambassador. I am a son. I am royal priesthood. And so when I go before my daddy, 
Mm. And I bring my petition, my prayer, whatever we want to call it, before my father. So your relationship with God is Ooh. if he's dead. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, the scripture says that That's he strong. has, that we shall, we are called the sons of God. That our rightful position in God is to take our place as sons and daughters into the body of Christ, into the kingdom. Yeah. So when you see me, Jesus said it. It's not an arrogant statement as a person. I think, I love what Paul said. This just, this stirs so much inside of me because for so long, I felt like I had to be that. I had to beg until, like Pastor Nicky was saying, I learned who I am in Christ. Yeah. And, and Jesus has commissioned me. He has brought me in. His blood has cleansed me and brought me back into a relationship with my father. I'm no longer an alien or a stranger. I'm his mm. son. Yeah. Wow. Too perfect. Listen, when we get wow. back Man. with our last segment, we're going to talk about what happens when we pray as if we are in the driver's seat. We'll be back in a moment. What are you doing to handle these challenging times? Are you spending time in prayer? Are you spending time in the Bible? Pray.com wants to help. If you need more prayer and want to grow your faith, Pray.com is the number one app for daily prayer and bedtime Bible stories. Find peace, release stress, and enjoy Pray.com's meditative prayers. Dear God, may I always be forgiving and tolerant of others, just as you are forgiving and loving toward me. Grant me strength by protecting me in your loving arms and lift me with your righteous hand. May your word be the guiding light that carries me gracefully through each day. Amen. With Pray.com, you can hear the Bible come to life and listen to bedtime Bible stories. Listen to bedtime Bible stories that help you relax your mind and strengthen your spirit. Give yourself a moment to get comfortable and cozy as we get ready to begin tonight's story as inspired by the Gospels. We are transported to the city of Galilee. Just as the cool air of evening arrives, Galilee has become dotted with the warm yellow light of candles in each window. Take a deep breath in and out. Know you are safe in your solitude. Pray.com's bedtime Bible stories are the perfect relaxing remedy. Pray.com's bedtime Bible stories calm your mind and ease your spirit. Play bedtime Bible stories to sleep peacefully. Download Pray.com to get the number one app for prayer and sleep. Welcome back to the pastors and we are discussing why pray when nothing changes anyway? And I want to open this up to you, Pastor Glover. What happens when we pray as if we're in the driver's seat? We, we crash. <laughs> we crash. <laughs> <Nothing>. Well, hey. <laughs> okay, question. let's move to the next question. <laughs> um, no, uh, disappointment, disbelief. Um, if, if God, if I'm telling God that he should do things my way, I'll let you know 
when I need you to uh, when I need you to turn, I'll let you know when to show up. You know, <laughs> I'll give you signals as to when to be God. You know, right. and right. Um, you know, just 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 follow my lead. I've done this before. You know, <laughs> and so but no, when 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 we do that, again, we we assume a level of control. Right. We assume the uh, again we 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 miss a role. We don't give ourselves the proper role. Right. You know, so we're we're playing out of a. Uh, out of position, you know, and um, so so what happens in in that is again we we make requests or commands, you know, we or, or demands, and um, you know, and then and then it, it puts God in this in this precarious position where he, you know he could sin against us, mm. <laughs> you know, and and then people take a punitive attitude toward God. Ooh, Again, one that, that. Describe that. How do we do that? That was too powerful yeah. to just keep going. One that results in a, in a disbelief, one that results in a disconnection. I'm going to withdraw from the body. I'm going to withdraw from you. I'm going to cut off communication. I'm going to give you silent treatment now. You know? Wow. I'm going to... And I, and, so we punish and, God when he doesn't do it. <laughs> and, 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 and I may, and I, I may even, I may even go, go so far as to defame and go and speak against mm. The very God, you know, and, and, and to, to the point of this conversation, you know, why pray when you, you know, you're wasting your time. You know, God did this to me and I, I, I told him to do this and he doesn't. So, so we say because God didn't follow our every command and follow our leading, you know, that he's not listening. Then you see someone else praying. You say, well, you know, you can pray all you want, but you know, God's not listening. Right. You know, and, and so we, 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 we tend to, uh, we'll begin to mischaracterize God. You know, and, and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things, and we, uh, we exact this judgment, you know, on God. Mm-hmm. Because, because God is not turning when we say, he's not following our cues, you know. And, and so, you know, we, we, it's, um, it's, definitely, it's definitely a haughty position and um, because I go to a great Bible teaching church with a tremendous senior pastor, you know, I know that that our father, when we when we insist that that he'll uh, abandon us to ourselves, to our own judgments, and he'll he'll allow us to to have the kind of autonomy that uh, <laughs> that we so desperately vie for, you know, Father, just give me autonomy, just you know, let let, let me let me do this. And father says, all right. And then it results in, you know, the Bible outlines it, just uh, destruction and, uh, and the death, which is separation from God. Wow. You know. You know, yeah. at, at the top of the, the show, the beginning of the show, I mentioned that prayer is not a speech to God, but a conversation with God. Because a lot of people, as each of us have already said, we have to hear from God. Mm-hmm. We must hear from God. So a lot of people, they don't include God in prayer. Yeah. And it, it's amazing because right. I just want to say everything that I need to get out to you. And I, that is it. And then we give him a holy goodbye, which is amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't get to hear anything from God. Yeah. And I know why, because a lot of people, they'll say, I can't hear God's voice. Yeah. I don't know God's voice. And so just briefly, one thing that I use to just kind of teach people who are not used to hearing God's voice or they're in some slump is I start with 1 Kings 8.39. I just wanted to read that. It says, then here in heaven, your dwelling place 
and forgive and act and give to every man according to his ways, whose heart you know. And this is very important, talking about God, for you and you only know the hearts of all the children of men. Yeah. So because only God knows our hearts, demons cannot hear what we're thinking. Right. Mm. They don't know what's in our hearts. They can't hear our thoughts. With that being said, if anybody is watching or you're listening to this and you say, well, I don't know when it's God talking to me. It's the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's our voice and it's the voice of a demon. Mm. So if you hear something and you don't know if it's God, just try it. Ask an open-ended question yeah. within yourself. Demons cannot hear whatever you, if you, if you hear God say, uh, go to Aunt Susie's house. You hear a voice say, go to Aunt Susie's house. If you ask within yourself, what time should I go? No demon knows what question you just asked. So now you're only hearing your voice or the Holy Spirit to give you that answer. You're saying to yourself, well, I can go now. But then you may hear another voice come in and say 6.35 p.m., leave your house. Mm -mm. It can't be you because right. that's not what you're thinking. <clears throat> it can't right. be a demon because the demon didn't know what you were thinking. Wow. In building a relationship with God, sometimes people need to hear, how can I get to know God's voice? What is actually going on in me? Like people say, um, you know, I, I think something's wrong with me because I hear voices. Everybody on the planet hears voices. Mm -hmm. If we would be honest, every single one of us, we hear voices. Mm. And in hearing those voices, we need to distinguish who is speaking. It's great, great, great. We need to say to those voices, even um, identify yourself. Mm. And that is very important in prayer because if we're talking to God and we don't allow him to talk back to us, now that we're opening ourselves to God, who's speaking? Anybody else want to share mm. anything concerning hearing back from God in prayer? Because a lot of times when we think about prayer, it's just everything that we're saying, but nothing about God saying something back to us. I know we've already hit that, but anybody want to say something else concerning how important it is to hear back from God because Jesus said to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. How will we know God's will if we don't hear from him what his will is? That's awesome. Hmm. Well, the scripture says that my sheep will know my voice. Uh, no. Oh man. He didn't say you would learn it. He said my, my sheep, sheep would know. Yes. So there is, again, an established relationship with the shepherd, which we're talking about mm, the father. Mm, mm, mm. And so, again, keeping things in perspective over everything, you can't, what we've talked about, you can't just pull one thing out or the other. It all inter, is intermingled in the relationship with the father, understanding our position and who we are. And in that, you know, number one, God will never contradict his own word. Right. So it has to, whatever you feel in your heart or whatever you're listening to has to be in alignment with the word of the Lord. So, you know, the king is bound by his word, so to speak. Right. You know, so um, again, walking in relationship with the father, hearing what you, praying, waiting, listening. A lot of times, 
you and I have a great relationship, but if all I did was talk and walk away, how good would that relationship oh, be? You know, there comes a time that I have to stop and I have to hear you. I have to wait. Sometimes in prayer, I don't hear anything. There are other times in prayer that I sit there and go, Father, I just need you to speak. And God just begins to open up in me. And uh, I have impressions in my heart. I feel that I need to do something. I hear something in my head. A scripture will come up. You asked a question a while ago about why pray the scriptures. The scriptures keep me in alignment, total alignment with Absolutely. the Word, That's right. with God. Because if, if the Word made flesh, the scripture that you read, yes. John 1 and 14, if He said it and He demonstrated that, yeah. then as I pray that back to the Father, it keeps me in perfect union and perfect alignment with His will. Because Jesus never prayed out of the will of God, and mm -hmm. He always heard the voice of the Father. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. <laughs> now, Man, Pastor Nikki, why isn't prayer sexy? <laughs> why isn't prayer attractive? Do it, Nikki. I'm glad he asked. Why <laughs> isn't prayer desired? Something we <laughs> desire. And also share how disciplined your father. Bishop wow. Satish Raborde was in his prayer life. We have just about two minutes left. Wow. Mm. <laughs> well, um, well, I, I just had the thought regarding the previous question. Uh, so let me just kind of piggyback and see where it, the Holy Spirit uh, <laughs> uh, leads me. But here's what I would encourage you to do. If uh, you want to develop, grow, uh, mature, increase your prayer life. One of the things that I learned in my own life uh, is reading stories of great people of God who've been used in past centuries. You know, people like obviously like John Wesley. Uh, I just finished reading a book, which is actually not really a book. His prayer journal. Uh, and and uh, some years ago, I learned this thing. I learned to write out my prayers. Because it just kind of brings everything mm. clarity, mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. you know. Uh, and uh, you find some of the greatest people used on the planet Earth in the last couple of hundred years that we know of. They most all of them they always wrote out their prayers. Wow. That means in their <coughs> communion with God, they are writing, <laughs> you know. But not only that, they are writing what God is also saying. So it's almost like they're writing co their conversations yeah, with God. Maybe. This is what God said. This is what, sorry, this is what I said. This is what God said. You know, so here's what my encouragement to you. My encouragement to you is get a journal. <laughs> hmm. And spend time with God and daily practice the habit of journaling. That means you ask a question to God and just like what we talked about, learn to hear and learn to write it out. Write it down. So as you progress in life, you can go back to it and see all the things that God actually yes. spoke to you. Yeah. It builds confidence that, you know what, hey, God actually speaks to me. You know, I think that itself will make prayer more desirable. Yeah. Mm. Because you say, you know, I'm just not, it's just not one way traffic. Here is God speaking to me, guiding me, giving me details yeah. in my life. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the biggest thing that it will help you do is become God conscious. Yeah. That means that, you know what, hey, um, I'm sitting at a din dinner table. I'm not sitting alone. The Holy Spirit is sitting there with me. You know, uh, I am driving. I'm not alone. Uh, wherever I am, you know, I, I'm not alone. Uh, and I think I learned that thing from my dad. You know, my dad, um, 
was in the ministry probably for over 50 years you know the day that he got saved from that time uh, in the first two weeks transformation took place where he made a commitment to read the bible and pray every day now, and i'm so, sorry to have to stop you there mm. we're going to have to carry this over into next week's program because i've got to You've got to hear about Bishop Satish Raborde, and I want you to take mm, your time sure. and tell that. But mm -hmm. right now, if you don't know Jesus personally mm. for yourself, we just want you to pray with us. Just simply bow your head, close your eyes, because he wants this relationship with you. And just simply say, Father, Father, in Jesus' name, name, I come before you now. I come before you now. Jesus died for me. Jesus died for and me. And you raised him from the dead. And you raised him from the dead. Save my soul. Save my soul. Forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me for all my sins. I want to live for you. I want to live for you. And you only. And you only. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. We are so looking forward to everything yes. that God is going to do in and through your life. And Father, I just pray and we just mm. pray mm. that you will continue to bless you, that man, that woman, that boy, that girl who's watching and listening right now to get to know you in a more deeper, fuller and richer way. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 So listen, Amen. part Amen. two is coming up next week. Why pray when nothing changes anyway? Thank you so much for great, joining us. Great, great. Lord willing, you'll see us back here next week. God bless. God bless you. Amen. Amen.